welcome to the spoiler log and a link to the past randomizer podcast. I'm your host, Dante. Do appreciate all of you guys chiming in as far as enjoying the bonus episode with the league champs last week. We kind of threw that in the last second, some late editing on my part. I was trying to get that out before Thursday, but did not happen. But a big thanks to them for coming on uh, today, though. We have Jet082. Jet is a longtime member of the ALTTPR community and one of the mainstays, I think. He's been around for, like I said, a long time and is still around and kicking and doing well in tournaments. So hope you guys enjoy conversation and interview with Jet. On today's episode of the Spoiler Log, we've got Jet082. Jet, how you doing, man? Hey, pretty good. How's it going with you? Uh, it's like I said, been one of those days right before we started recording, you know, uh, holiday season, chaotic, but, uh, you know, always nice to to chat with uh, one of the rando grandpas as at least how oh, I no. view it. <laughs> Please. No, I'm not that old. <laughs> oh, man. In rando years, I think I feel like I'm old. And when I started, you were playing. So I feel like that that in rando years, that makes you sort of old, but just not really old. <laughs> So, so I was trying to think today, how long have I actually been playing? And, and I, I was talking to my wife about this because I'm like, maybe she knows because she pays attention to when uh, I was in the first <laughs> tournament, uh, the, the first official tournament. And by then I was already playing for a couple of years. So I want to say I started playing in, I don't know, 2013, 2014, something like that. Uh, funny enough, I think VTorp would know because he was one of the ones that I, I would actually game with. So, uh, okay. we're, we're talking way back. Yeah. Like I think version four, I believe existed. Wow. Uh, so you were in the, you were in like the OG, like yes. way back. Holy cow. I'm like, so, how awesome it is. Just mix up the items, like nothing with the keys, even, even the crystals and the medallion or sorry the pendants they're all mm -hmm. in the vanilla locations for the most part like those weren't mixed up it was just it was very different but it's like oh this is great and, and a short it was basically a sword short oh sorry a sword sword i can't say that word um sort of shirt i guess sort of short yeah all the default locations you don't know which sword you were gonna get i believe was that mm. even a later change? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how the randomizer was back then. It was uh, quite different. And yet it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, like this, this is kind of giving me vibes of like uh, almost two years ago now where like uh, on Go Mode podcast, we talked to Desirect about like how, you know, Link to the Past Rando came to be like in back when he was the one the one devving it like or the lead dev yep. for it and hearing about like how things, you know, because when I joined, it was kind of like all right, well, we've already got progressive glove, progressive swords. Uh, and so like I missed out on, you know, all the the crazy, the craziness of finding like mitts, pearl, butter sword and escape. And then, you know, <laughs> just good luck with the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that's how it was. Yeah, I played the, the Desi version the very beginning. I was with the group, uh, Alucard 2004, uh, Wild Anaconda 69, VTorp. Like we all game together cross product. I want to give a shout out to him. Um, yeah, we would just weekly, nightly just do some randomizer. And uh, that's, wow. that's how it really began. Interesting. Well, before we keep diving into that, let's let's turn the clock way back. So uh, I always like to ask people. You know, how much was gaming involved like in your childhood growing up? Was that like a major part of your life? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, I got a Nintendo. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to date myself. Um, <laughs> I, I got the original Nintendo when I was seven years old, from what I remember. Uh, and I haven't stopped gaming since uh, I was big into that. I Oh, a good one for me. Anyway, uh, I have fond memories of when the Super Nintendo was announced. They had like this, I guess, show that they would take to malls and then you could you could play test it. And I mm -hmm. specifically remember Link to the Past was the game that I tried in the mall. And, you know, you start out with just that uh, uncle sequence in the very beginning. And I'm like. Just everything. Just imagine you only have the NES to compare to like this. Yeah. Blew my mind. There was rain. The sound effects. I'm like, this is amazing. I can't wait to play this. Yeah. It's like at that point, it's like the most lifelike thing, uh, you know, that, that you could come up with, you know, in, yep. especially in comparison to the, the NES. Wow. It so was I amazing. didn't even know. I didn't know that like they kind of had this like. You know, how, how are games announced? I think that was like, you know, <laughs> I, I think we we finally found someone who's maybe a little older than me because like I remember getting a NES and I remember when the SNES came out, but yeah. I don't remember like seeing much of it in public because like when I went out with my parents, I, I didn't really pay attention to things <laughs> at that point. So yeah, like did you, so were you like a first like early adopter, I guess to say of the, the SNES, like, or, oh, or yeah. did I definitely that come got later? It. Uh, I, I got the Super Nintendo at release and yeah, I, honestly, my favorite console of that era is definitely the, the Super Nintendo for me. Um, but we're talking mm -hmm. the, the originals, of course, Mario World, but also Link to the Past, Super Metroid. And from then on, like I had a giant collection um, and, and I benefited from that. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So uh, Mario World, a big, you know, big game for you. Like, is that something? Have you ever speed ran that maybe or no? You know? <laughs> not, oh, my God. Like, I, I haven't more. Actually, I would think I like the All Stars collection. So I did, you know, play through a lot of the various different titles there. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just for fun, just casually. Uh, I did try the randomizer once and it's just I did not do very well, which I'm like, how how hard could this be? But you throw the stages out of order and it's just like, I don't know how to handle any of this. Where are my power ups? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I knew there was randomizers for it, but like uh, it seems too daunting to me uh, to, right, to right. try and play a game I'm not super familiar with. But um, I don't know, maybe I'll maybe I'll have to dabble in that at some point just to, to mix things up. Yeah, cross product talked me into that one that, uh, <laughs> well, it was an experience. <laughs> awesome um so uh did you continue on getting a bunch of snes games like for for that system or did you kind of just stick with the basics uh, uh i guess okay. take, take me through that it's it's hard for me to say exactly how many games i had i remember we actually used the number and record the the names of the games uh my, my dad had me like put little uh i don't know pieces of, of tape on the top that had the number. So I had, I think, over 150 Super Nintendo games by the wow. end of it. Uh, and keep in mind, I'm a kid. I didn't buy these. My dad actually bought these. And I don't remember him really playing these games. I don't know if he necessarily bought them for me, but uh, it, it worked. So I'm, I'm cool. I was cool <laughs> with it. I'm I'm imagining this gigantic tower of like Super Nintendo games. Like yeah, I don't even yeah. know where I'd put 150 Super Nintendo games now. <laughs> now I still have my collection actually sitting right next to me. Um unfortunately oh, I don't think it's all 150, but I don't know, there's a, a couple dozen or so that I like and enjoy. So Yeah, well that's I mean, at least if you've got your favorites there, you kept those. 
you you did not succumb to what I hear a lot of people doing, uh, including myself, which is, you know, uh, trading them in because I want this new console and then right. later on in life regretting it. Yep. I absolutely refuse. I'm like, I am keeping these. They, they, they are mine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So did you progress through like the Nintendo consoles as well? Uh, like in 64 and then maybe like GameCube or did you branch out to other like gaming platforms? Uh, I'm mostly a Nintendo person. Uh, I had every single Nintendo ha- uh, console aside from Virtual Boy. Um, thankfully, I passed on that one. But for the most part, <laughs> uh, including the handhelds, I, I'm, I love my Game Boy. I really love the Game Boy Advance. I think that was one of the best handheld handheld consoles. Um, yeah. So all of those uh, DS, 3DS, of course, the Switch up to the Switch, I should say. Yeah, I I basically had all of them. Uh, I did branch out a little bit. Uh, I did have I I did purchase a PS2, um, eventually a PS3. Uh, I stopped the PS4. Uh, I'm I'm not interested in the PS5, and I, I did have an Xbox 360 at one point, which I think I got for free, or at least it was heavily discounted at the time. So oh, wow! Um, so I got to try some games out in there too. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the not wanting a PS5 one. You know, when it came out, the hoops to ju- to, to jump through to get it. It just seems too, right. too steep. And yeah. now it's kind of like there's, you know, if I want these games, I could probably get most of them on PC. So what's the point? Um, exactly. <laughs> I'm mostly a PC gamer now. So if it's on the PC, I will pick it up. I'm not really interested in console. Like I have a switch. I still think the switch is a really good system, but mm-hmm. Even still, there's a few games I've gotten for it, um, you know, a couple months ago, still haven't touched. Like, I still haven't tried Metroid Dread. I want to. It's I'll, I'll hopefully have some time this week that I can actually start it and play it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just hard to actually like sit and play a console when most of my time is spent in front of my PC. Yeah, I, I, that's very relatable for me, too, because, uh, you know, I, I've got like a setup over here for my SNES for Rando and then. That's usually the only thing I use it for. And maybe the switch, uh, it, it would be exactly. like hard press for me to hook up, you know, a PS3 or, <laughs> or yeah, a PS4 yeah. and do something with that. But so uh, you mentioned Metroid. And ever since I have seen you in the community, you have always had Zero Suit Samus as yep. your profile picture. Yep. So is Metroid your favorite series? I guess. Is that like overlink, like Link to the Past and Zelda? I think Zelda is actually my favorite series. Um, but but Metroid is definitely a close second. Uh, so I started my randomizer career, I guess you could just whatever, uh, whatever okay. you want to call it. It started with Super Metroid Rando, which, again, I think was Desi. He was the one who made uh, that Rando originally as well. So I mm-hmm. started with that. I loved the idea behind it. And when I found out that he also did the link to the past, I'm like, I need to try this. So it, it was really Super Metroid that I started with. Um, and of course, in Smash, uh, I was a zero suit main. Uh, say what you will, but okay. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, that's a good avatar. I'll, I'll use that. Oh, there you go. Okay, I was I was wondering where the lore was with that. So now we've, <laughs> we've written well, that now, down. Now I'm uh, contractually obligated to use it as my my profile pic because I'm in the uh, Fendrana Drifters as my lead team. So you know, yeah. I, I I need to be the Metroid part of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's kind of like, you know, where does Fendrana come in on this? But yep. yep. <laughs> um, so PC gaming, let, let's go back to that for a second. Uh, any anything that's like 
really taken up a lot of your time that you keep coming back to that's like been a mainstay as far as PC games? Terraria and Minecraft. That's that, that that's my life right there. Okay. Always Terraria and Minecraft. Um there's a few that I'll come back to. I mean, now that I'm a father, as you you heard from earlier, it's definitely mm-hmm. harder to go back and play games that I've already beaten or play through. Uh, so every now and then, though, I, ju- I just get the itch. Um, like I just had a, a recent playthrough of Chari. I was trying out one of the mod packs on there. Minecraft, I always come back to when I think there's an interesting mod pack that I want to try out. Uh, sometimes I actually I also enjoy Civilization Four. Uh, I'll go back and play that every now and then. I'll just get the, you know, some need. I'm like, I need to play this again. Yeah, I've I've heard like several people I've talked to and interviewed have have mentioned the Civ series, you know, as being, you know, a really good game to to get involved in. I've also heard it can be like super long, but I've actually I've never experienced it personally. Um, I'm biased. I recommend Civ 4. Uh, I, I don't I don't recommend it as an easy to play. It's actually sort of hard to get into. Um, I I actually use an online tutorial to sort of figure out the mechanics. But like now I know how to play. It's easy enough. Um, and it was it's definitely more accessible than the earlier number series. But I think they did a, a good job from what I could tell with Civ 6 to make it much mm-hmm. easier to play and get into. Uh, I just I don't know. Uh Maybe I'm a bit of an old man there. Uh, I like Civ 4. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, there's some people who like, you know, with Smash Brothers, they like Melee. And nope. that's like still the God the tier game. And no one's ever going to come off Melee. You know, like, you know, Smash Ultimate, I think, is really good, really fun. And you, it's also viably competitive. But, you know, people are still going to play Melee. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. so people people can still play Civ 4. So <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's jump into the, the Rando side here. You said you found SM Rando. So tell me how you came across this. Like, do you remember like how you found it? I don't honestly. It's I'm probably going to say it's cross product. Um, so so I, I keep mentioning him. Uh, if you're those listeners, if you're not familiar, uh-huh. he's also big into to randomizer. I know he was a guest on this podcast during the the SG live uh, recording that you had, but he made some of the trackers that you'd see. He's in a few of these same communities, but uh, I've been friends with him since like 2000 and I want to say three, 2004, somewhere wow. around. Um, okay. We, we worked together um, at our supermarket job. So yeah, just, and talking about video games, of course, like we're both yeah. big into classic games and that's basically how it started. So I'm, I'm basically going to say it's probably him that I got the randomizer in the first place. But I'm not sure. Uh, honestly, I don't remember Super Metroid too much and how I got into that. Just okay. that I enjoyed we'll, it. We'll blame we'll blame cross product is what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that'll be fine. Uh, he can't defend himself here. <laughs> 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 At least not yet. Uh, so. <laughs> so, you know, you, you get into SM Rando. You said you probably found with Desi and his, you know, his development, uh, a link to the past Rando. Do yeah. you do you have any recollection? I know you're probably thousands of seeds deep at this point, but do you have any <laughs> recollection of the early days for you, like how things went and you know very poorly? Oh my gosh, I was so bad. Um it was so okay. The thing that I really enjoy about Link to the Past randomizer that I found it's hard for the other randomizer to really mimic is that it feels like the original game. It has some of that same mm-hmm. sort of logic that you have to think through. It's it's different, of course, but you have to make meaningful choices and decisions. And that's what I liked about from the very beginning. Like this recaptures replaying the game for the first time to me. Um, 
I distinctly remember a, a lot of times when I'm playing with the Saints, the, the group of people I mentioned, Alu, Wild and Cross uh, and mm-hmm. Vitor, like I would get stuck somewhere. We would be playing a race and, you know, one of the other guys would finish and I'm like, OK, where the heck is the hook shot or whatever it is? And that's how I learned about things like Hype Cave. I didn't know Hype Cave even existed. <laughs> I distinctly <laughs> remember skipped Hype Cave, I think. Old Stumpy. I don't think I knew about that. I remember a few locations where it's like, this is how I learned. I would get stuck somewhere and I would ask, where is this item? And that's how I would learn and start remembering these different locations. Like compared to Super Metroid, it was to me, there was a lot more locations for chess. And of course, once the game actually opened up and you could find these items like anywhere. um, Yeah, it's just I started learning. That's how I learned is through these early races. Yeah, I'm big into learning more, uh, you know, especially when I was like learning the game in general. But even now when something burns me that like, especially like, you know, in advanced modes of like entrance and doors now, I'm kind of like, oh, once I get burned by it, that's the easiest way for me to like retain it when I learn it. Um, Exactly. It like it like sears itself into your mind at that point. Um, yep. but yeah, I, you know, I was about to say, you know, skipping hype cave, that's, that's like a viable strategy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time hype cave had its name, like it was legit yeah. in the name and you would usually find something. Um, I do want to, okay. I have a story and this is not about randomizer, but I do want to talk about it. Okay. This, this isn't the thing I mentioned before, but, uh, we're talking about this one. I'm about to embarrass myself. All right, go for it. I mean, there, there's a question I'm going to ask you later about embarrassments. So I don't know if you want to hold it for that, but I'll let you know. We're, we're doing it now. We're doing it. It's happening. All right, go for um, it. Back on when I played through the Link to the Past for the first time, you know, just picked up the system, was playing through the game. I got stuck. I was stuck after, I believe, well, at Swamp. Uh, so playing through the game naturally, that's your second crystal. Um, I didn't know where to go after that. So I had to call the Nintendo Power Hotline. (laughs) The 900 number. Yes, I actually called that so they could tell me about the portal uh, in in Village. Wow. I didn't know it existed. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure I've seen it like when I was playing through the game. And I guess my mind didn't think, oh, that's a hammer spot. So I didn't know they had to guide me to that portal with the hammer so I could actually beat the game. So. I needed to call Nintendo Power to be linked to the past the first time. Wow. That is, <laughs> I mean, if you think about how, how much that 900 number call probably cost, you could have had like 20 more numbered cartridges <laughs> in, in turn for that. <laughs> it was worth it. I got to beat the game. So, you know, it was worth it yeah. to me. So uh, I want to ask this too, since you're, you're bringing up your first play of that. Uh, were you like me and a lot of people where you thought Helmosaur, the only way to blow his mask off was with bombs? You didn't. Oh, absolutely. Did you? Yes. I yeah, thought you I, had I to use never bombs. use the hammer. So oh, you don't use the item that you get in the dungeon that he's in. What are you talking about? <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> I, I distinctly remember bombs. Even I think when I started randomizer, I'm like, you have to use bombs, right? And, and someone, I don't remember who, someone told me you could use hammer. And I'm like, this this is oh i probably watched a, a speed run at some point but yeah, yeah it's just i didn't know yeah i had a friend like an irl friend give me massive grief when i was like yeah i use bombs because <laughs> we were like we were just playing the game together like trading off dungeons and i had to do palace of darkness and he saw me throwing bombs and he's like dude what are you doing and i'm like i don't know this is the hardest boss in the game man and then he was like just use the hammer it's so much easier and i'm like what does the hammer do <laughs> 
Meanwhile, boss animizer comes up and all of a sudden bombs are a viable strategy again. Yeah, <laughs> you, get, you have to you have to know both sides of the coin there, I think. Yep. Uh, so how did you I guess, how did you get in in the circle with like Vtorp and Alu and Wild? Like, was that was that also like a, a cross product kind of? Yes, cross okay. product. He introduced me to the group because it's like that we were doing nightly races. Uh, well, they were anyway, and they they invited me because they knew I liked. I think it was Super Metro we actually started with. Um, so we did some Super Metroid, and then we switched over to Link to the Past. Yeah, it was it was that group, and I remember Vtorp talking about it. Like I can make some improvements to this, and I just mm-hmm. remember. As a side project, he's like, I'm just going to fork this and do some changes. And so it began. Like, I, I wow. remember being a part of that and, and being one of the, I guess, very early alpha testers for that. That's so, crazy. Yeah, fun times. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. Like, I, I'm assuming and correct me if I'm wrong and maybe you don't know this, but I know it was like V4, V5. And then there was like eight. And then when I came all along, it said like 8.28. So like yes. was was so was like the dot like the the VTorp fork initially. And now we just call it like, you know, version 31 or whatever we're on now, I think. From what I remember, I think that was the case. I want to say he actually worked on version seven. I think version eight is when they actually had the like all of the developers sort of working together. And I think they decided, OK, this will be the big version. And then we'll just do 8.1, 8.2 and so on from that point forward. But Talk to them. This is based yeah, yeah, on my yeah. memory. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know. I like I like hearing things from people's point of view, you know, even if it's yeah. wrong. You know, I, I like hearing how <laughs> people, you know, I mean, I'm serious. Like people remember things differently, um, yeah. you know, because it's just a, a different experience for everyone. Yeah. Um, so when did you, I guess, feel comfortable enough to like start joining races in the community? Uh I definitely joined them before I felt really comfortable to do so. Uh, and I think this was Alu's insistence. He's like, hey, you should do some official races. And, you know, they had the the casual in, I think, at the time, mm-hmm. we were still part of the main Link to the Past Discord. So they would have some randomizers happening then, and I would participate in that. And I remember the first tournament uh, was made. And at some point, the Alu or, or someone was like, like, hey, you should join. I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. And that's when I started finding out that maybe I was a little bit better than I expected I should be. Because at some point okay. it went from losing a lot to to both of those guys. Like my my goal, my goal in life was actually to beat Wild. He was to me at the time the gold standard because uh, he was the best uh, of us in the group, and he would typically win. So that gotcha. was my goal. I'm like I need to regularly beat him. So that was it. That was my only goal. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm I'm joining tournaments and I'm like. Hey, I'm sort of doing okay at this. I'll uh, this is fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The the first like I, I guess m- my recollection of you or knowing who you were, I uh, like my rando consciousness like as it happened uh, as far as the competitive scene. I just remember seeing there's this key sanity tournament going on, and Jet Pika Pals. Andy and Christos are the top oh, four in the yes. semifinals. And I'm like, well, these four must be good at this game. I should watch and see what they're doing if I want to get better. So like that was when I locked in and was like, okay, see what they're doing and see why. And then of course my brain's just blown away by key sanity. And I feel like, you know, yes. I was drinking water from the fire hose, so to speak. I think that was the first key sanity tournament from what I remember. It was. I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you did, you finished, uh, I, I think top, Top. I know you finished top four. Uh, I know there was like a bronze match, and I, I, I think I was third. I want to say I was I was third or fourth. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I I know I didn't finish first. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, well, uh, I mean, you, you finish first later. We'll get to something in that in a minute. But um, so I guess like, you know, you did that. I'm assuming you were part of the, the big 2018 Swiss, the big mistake, as I like to call it, with the 512. Uh, explain the the 512 player Swiss like. Spring oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a mess. Yeah. But yes, I was a part of that. Yeah. Uh, so how did, how did you do in that? Because it's really hard to like find people in that tournament. Oh, you know, you can go look at it now. Um, I did decently well. I've, I've always been like, okay, I don't want to say it like that, but I'm usually, I, I make it to the, the bracket stage. Um, sure. I, I mean, don't you think can I, embellish yourself. This is fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't fully remember exactly where I place. I, I know I made it to brackets, um, but mm-hmm. I, I really don't remember my placement. I remember my placement in 2019, which we'll talk about. I better yeah, remember yeah. that one. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I know I did OK, but maybe top 16, if I can remember. I, I know it's okay. somewhere either top 32, top 16, something like that. OK, yeah, that was I mean, that was a hard tournament, I think, to you know make the bracket stage in. Yeah. Um, you know, it was much easier for, in my point of view, uh, considering I, I made it, but in the fall 2018, you know, you had the, qual- that was when they went back to like the qualifier system. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, now that you're mentioning it, I remember that, that madness. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I and guess then, I blocked uh, it from so my 15, mind. <laughs> yeah. 15 group stage matches will do that to you, you know, yes. um, you know, seasoned players, I'm sure like now if I see 15 group stage matches, I'm just like, no, thank you. Back then, you know, <laughs> I was like, I need all the experience I can get. I'll take it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it would be way too much now, I think. I certainly don't have the time for that right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, very relatable. <laughs> so fast forwarding a bit. 2019, I guess, kind of a big year for you. Um, so that that was when I guess uh the former, uh, as it were, racing council was formed. And I think you were part of the initial class or yes. like the initial. Yes. Um, so and, and then also a recommendation from VTorp, no less. Uh, we, we were talking about it. Um, we had like a, a, a get together that we usually do with that group. And he mentioned mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're forming a council. Uh, maybe you should apply. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can, I can do some of that. Yeah. And I mean, I. I mean, we, we both were on it a long time. It was yes. like yep. very the whole time, just very like uh, butting heads, you know, on opinions with like back and forth, especially with the glitch stick, you know, uh, and I still hate a icebreaker. It's the worst thing we ever allowed in. <laughs> Can't change so, uh, my so, mind. <laughs> so icebreaker worse than diver down. Yes. Um, okay. Slightly. Yes. So, so the thing with diver down, okay, we're going off on the tangent here, but that's okay. The thing with Diver Down <laughs> is that, OK, it sort of makes sense. I sort of wish it was called Iron Boots or something like that. Um, but it doesn't necessarily save that much time and you can get away with not knowing it. And honestly, right now, the, the way that you route through Swamp is you basically need to know how to do this trick uh, just because of the time that you save heading to the back. But overall, it doesn't really offend me like Icebreaker does, because Icebreaker offends me because you're going straight through a giant like border uh, <laughs> blockade yeah. thing. You're just going straight through it. And you have to know it because it saves like a minute and a half in the dungeon or, yeah, or, or full maybe. clear. It feels full like full it clear. saves an eternity. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I calculated it's a minute and a half. Uh, for Icebreaker to do a full clear. And I think it's something like 30 seconds if you're just go-moding the dungeon. Yeah. So if you're comfortable, it's, it's you're saving time. Bad. 
for Gomo. Yeah, you're always saving time with it, basically. Uh, there's not really a downside, I think. It's kind of, you know, about, that was back when I first joined council. And I was like, you know, this feels a little like there's, that's a thick wall. And <laughs> this feels kind of <laughs> weird. Like, I, I, I like it now because I've just gotten used to it. But right. then I was like, I'm not really for this. But, you know, it, it's grown on me. I've, I guess I've just come to accept it, I guess is the way to put it. <laughs> it definitely makes ice more like... Um, palatable if that's the word mm-hmm. um it's it's definitely went from ice is the worst dungeon to eh, ice is okay i mean it's it's not like great but it's right. manageable now you can actually finish it in a reasonable time uh, like i can understand um arguments for it but my thing is i don't like putting more restrictions on newer players and things that they need to learn yeah. in order to be competitive uh, already we have you know okay y- y- you need Bolis Ganon, uh, yeah, Bolis Ganon. yeah. Silverless mm-hmm. Ganon, thank you. Um, you need dark rooms. Then so much, like, I would say that's probably the first thing. Once you get comfortable playing the game, probably the first thing you need to learn is dark rooms. Just because of the way the logic can be sometimes and where Lantern is located, you need to learn certain key rooms, like getting up to the mountain, more than likely right. pod. Those are the big ones. You need to be comfortable doing those. Um, and it's like, OK, we already have that fake flipper. Eh, not really required, but it's easy enough to learn that you, you can pick it up. But then you have something like Icebreaker and you basically need to know that if you're planning on participating in the tournaments. Same thing yeah. with Diver Down, actually. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like a huge, the time variance is just so like drastic, especially if you add like two or three of those up. Um, and it it just adds on. I I think what's interesting about it, you know, the restrictions you mentioned, like on newer players, what's crazy to me is that every time we do this, like go mode does this like mentor tournament and all these people come in like super fresh, not knowing how to do hardly anything. And the it 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 almost ma- it makes me happy and it makes me sad because of like how like you know learning tricks as they came along and then finding ways to adapt them it's like they just instantly soak it all up and it's like all right well they they caught up like they caught up four years in, in one <laughs> tournament you know right. and uh, and a little bit of practice and it's really crazy to see like it, it's cool to see but at the same time it's almost like yeah it's like super I don't know it's a little frustrating you see like I put all this work in over these years and then suddenly it's like okay well someone just did that and in like four weeks, but it's, it's like, it's like a double-edged thing to me. It's like, it's super awesome to see people improve at that rate and like have those resources of the community. But it's also like, man, you know, I wish I had this when I was coming up. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that's how we learn the hard way. It's, it's like you were saying, we have to, you know, hit our head against the wall just so it really soaks in. So that's what we did. Yeah. Or in this case, you use the Samaria, just go through the wall, like put your head on it. And you, <laughs> anyway, I, I had yep. to do it. I had yep. to do it. All right. So, so, you know, council stuff aside, that was like, you know, a, a very long time for you and, and me. Uh, but you also were won the main tournament that year, uh, which I think that was the year where you would like the loser of game one would modify one thing about like in this like set parameters, if I remember correctly, as far as like the game mode. Is that correct? I don't fully remember. I'm trying to okay. think. Because I want to, th- I want to say be. that was the it one you could do like six six, or you know, or or something different. Uh, that was the only one I remember because no. I thought that was going to be a fun way to get more hover seeds, and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I remember that tournament. I don't remember if that's the one I actually won though. That's yeah, that's the one you won. <laughs> um, I do, re- I do, I do remember this- that's the one you won. 
I mean, I do. I do have the recordings uh, just because, you know, it's this is this is the tournament that I want. So I have some of the the old recordings. so I can look back and at least uh, listen to the commentary for that. Um, I should have done that in preparation for this, perhaps. But (laughs) you don't have to go through the the whole the whole ordeal. Um, I mean, those VODs are still probably out there on YouTube if people want to catch up on on speed gaming. Yep. Yep. but I, I have to ask this, and I, I talked to someone a couple episodes ago, and they were a part of this as well, and it's actually how I met them. But you were a part of, in 2019, the, the Plando tournament as well. Yes, and yes. I, I want to know how how you accidentally got thrown into finding that. <laughs> so, because <laughs> I was asked. Uh, one of the, yeah. um, the designers of it asked if I wanted to participate. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a try. Yeah, and I, I'm assuming for you as well, it was a, as much of a dumpster fire as everyone, you know, it was, I felt like it was a dumpster fire. It was a great idea. The whole, the whole thing was just executed slightly badly. Yeah, it, it was um, rough. Um, I, I mean, I could understand it was the first tournament and, and they were sort of trying to figure out their bearings that they were going like on mm-hmm. the concept for it, I think held a lot of promise, but the execution is sort of like certain things always got picked in certain locations and it just yeah. made for seeds that became more the same rather than uh, a variety that you would expect. Yeah, especially that first year when they let like someone in Twitch chat have a piss yes. and when it was like aired on our channel that had five viewers at the very start, it's going to be one of the same five people like every right. time. Yep. yep, That's exactly <laughs> so, what happened. Yep. Put something on pad. Logically impossible. It's like, well, I told people what I like to do was find the way to control the most part of that seed. And that way I could make things happen that like, I, I, I know chat couldn't put something on pad. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just try and mitigate it that way. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like looking ahead, you know, 2020 is, you know, around the time league really started picking up. Uh, you were part of the 2019, like first season, the Fendrana drifters with, I think yep. it was you megawatt and frostbite. Uh, you guys yep. were like one of the long mainstay teams until you guys yes. won it. in uh, I think season three, we won yeah, season three. And then we took a break. We, we did what we needed to do and, and we retired <laughs> well, to, at least until uh, the most recent one Then we unretired. Yeah, I was really glad to see you guys come back, uh, you know, and uh, not having Frostbite and then having but, you know, having Wally in. I thought that was like a really good addition for you guys. Yeah, I, I think that went pretty well. Um, I'm, I'm sad that we didn't we weren't able to go all the way. But, you know, it was fun. And um, I'm hoping we can also participate in the next league. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping to see you guys back. Uh, I do want to I want to veer off course a bit. Uh, just, you know, looking at for, for sake of time a bit. I, I am aware that you have a podcast as well and I'm not super familiar with, I think the book series you guys talk about, but do you mind telling me a little bit about that? Oh, sure. Uh, so I run with cross product, the Cosmere deep dive podcast. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a podcast series that we talk about Brandon Sanderson's well Cosmere series. So, um, Essentially, a bunch of his fantasy-esque books are in his universe that he calls the Cosmere. So these are the books that we're reading and reviewing. Uh, Cross Product is our what we call new reader. He's being exposed to it for the first time and we get to hear his thoughts. He does a little bit of like, I guess, theory crafting, I guess you could say. Uh, And then then we make fun of him for it afterwards. And we we kick him off the show and then we make fun of all his guesses that were wrong. (laughs) At least that's how it started. Um, We've been doing this for, uh, I think, 
I want to say, okay, we are 260 ish episodes in and we've recorded one basically every week. So we're talking like five years or so now we've been doing this. Um, It's a lot of fun. So if you're a fan of of Brandon Sanderson, uh, come get a listen. If you're not a fan, if I may make a recommendation, uh, Miss Bourne is probably his most well-known series. Really easy to get into. Uh, It's it's a fantasy book, but uh, it's it's one where the villain has already won. (laughs) And it's sort of like, well, how do the the heroes and the the group sort of deal with this? Uh, And the very first book, uh, I think the the influence from what I remember is Ocean's Eleven. So it has that sort of like heist. It's a heist. It has that sort of vibe. So if you like that sort of thing. I recommend Mistborn, but uh, if you want other recommendations, just come talk to me and I can also give you other recommendations or you can listen to our podcast, I guess, if you want. Yeah, that would be a great way to, to check it out. I guess um, like how many how many series does this guy have? Uh, like, yeah, I'm assuming it's it's a ton. <laughs> oh, OK. Yes, there is a lot. Um, I, you would think I would know how many books. It's a lot. I can name them all if you want. Uh, but yeah, he he has a ton of books. There's a bunch of different series. So the Mistborn one that I just recommended, that is one series. It's a trilogy book of three. Uh, and then there's also okay. a continuation that is four books on top of it. But he also has other books that, as I mentioned, it's a shared universe. So the magic system and stuff might have some similarities between the different planets, but each book series is typically its own planet that's somewhere in this. Uh, it's a it's a galaxy. So somewhere in this galaxy. Um, OK, but so, so sometimes it's like it's a like epic fantasy. That's his big one. Stormlight Archives. But uh, other times it's like more modern and it has like a, a neat like anime or, or a vibrant or sorry, uh, not vibrant an anime or modern vibe to it. So one mm-hmm. of the books he just released, it really is like it's I could see it being an anime and it's just in book form. And I'm like, this this is a lot of fun. Very different feel from some of the other things I've read. So, yeah, it's it's nice that there is this good variety that we can draw on top of. Um, and plus, he also has a couple of like um, young adult and and kid a series as well, which aren't related to any of the stuff that we're reviewing on our show. Sure. It's just, they just, you know, it's just stuff that he's written for his kids or for his fans. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's fun. That's, that's, cr- that's crazy. Cause like, you know, obviously writing a book is not, you know, it's not easy. Uh, yeah. But to hear like, you know, I- I'll be honest, like seeing, you know, you, like having followed you on Twitch and seeing some of your stream titles, like whenever you guys are recording that, it's kind of like I, I saw it was a book series, but I thought that it was just one series. And I'm like, how many, how, how, how do you have this many episodes about yeah. a, a, a few books? Like I'm thinking like, you know, uh, you'll probably scoff at me saying this, but like, you know, the hunger games or something, it's like three or four books and that's it. So like I was envisioning that not like multiple series by the same author. So that's, that's kind of fascinating that, you know, he's, he's got that many out there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I just realized that uh, I do have a, I could just look up, because I've ranked them as part of our co- podcast. We've actually ranked the series and I could just look mm-hmm. to see how many there are. And it looks like there's, uh, I believe, 22 that we've done so far. 22, 22 stories books or yes. series. Oh, no, okay. books, books. These are books. Okay. Uh, right. We've ranked them in our order of like, I like this the best and I like this the worst, that sort of thing. Uh, every time we finish up a book and we do a recap, uh, that's typically what we do. So, yeah, there's about 22 books so far. And there's 
this is not including the ones he just released, which are three more that will be included in our podcast. Uh, So, yeah, that bumps the number up to 25. And that's so far. And we know there's plans for, you know, a couple more series which are going to be trilogies or what have you. Uh, right. so yeah, he's he has plans that, that there's a reason we decided to do this podcast. Right. There's, there's a lot of material. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it seems like it's, you know, almost li- limitless. And here's the thing. So cross product, like I said, he's our, our new reader. He only reads about 50 pages a week. So he is slow rolling this. I don't know how he can do this, how he can remember all the details, but he does a really good job. And honestly, he carries our show. So if you like listening to him and you think he's funny, then you'll enjoy our podcast because it has his sense of humor to it as well. Um, But that's not to sell my other co-host short. Uh, They also do a good job. We all bring different things to the table. Um, we have Mike. He's the one who originally came up with this idea. Uh, he, he's basically our, our leader and tries to keep us in check. And then we also have Tori. She's a, a librarian uh, and she uh, brings a different perspective to it. Uh, and like I said, Dave, sorry, cross product. He goes by Dave because oh, that's his name. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he's our new reader and he has his own sense of humor. And we like to hear his thoughts about it. So, yeah, it's fun. Okay. I, I'll have to. Uh, I, I think people who really enjoy books may also scoff at me saying this, but maybe maybe I'll have to find an audiobook that I can listen to while I'm working. No, the audiobooks oh. from what I hear are very good. I'm I'm not an audiobook person, but from what I've heard, they do a really good job. the The people who read it, they do a great job at the voices and everything. So yeah, highly recommend. Okay. Or maybe maybe one day we'll get cross product to do to do a dramatic reading of one of the books and record it that way. Uh, <laughs> He'll do it. That'll get, I think that'll get a lot of the, the rando people uh, into it, you know, especially, you know, I talked to him about this at SGL, but the, the whole MSU pack of him saying 15, uh, when the resources <laughs> weren't really there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Um, switching back into rando. So uh, you guys went, like I said, in league season three, you guys went on a tear. I, 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 I let me take a step back. We, uh, our teams in league, at least the first, I think two, maybe three seasons always ran into each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was always like this massive, massive clash of, uh, you guys who I always, you know, thought the three of you were really good at the game. And then, uh, there was like me, Eddie and Manette. And I'm like, we're the little team that could like every time (laughs) it was like, it would be really cool to make playoffs. And then we'd somehow do it. <laughs> it's like, well, I hope we win something. And then some, eventually we maybe would win a few games or a series. Um, and then, you know, it would just, it was like always about of, you know, season one, I think we ended up beating you guys in playoffs. season two, you guys beat us. And then I think season three, you beat us again. And then you guys went and won the whole thing. So yep, like, that's, yep. Um, it's always cool to see stuff like that, but I guess, tell me a little bit about, like you said, you love the league is what about it? Do you like, is it the, is it the co-op? Is it just having like more vested in watching your friends race or is it something else? Uh, It's both. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I love the co-op matches. I I think they're probably the most interesting actually having a teammate. Honestly, this goes back to, again, my random roots when I would play, you know, against the group that that I've been talking about. uh, We would also do team matches as well. And it's like, okay, you have a teammate. You can Mm. share information and try to beat the seed together. Like, that's a lot of fun Um, in the league format. We have a good variety, I think, of different matches, which to me just makes it interesting. Always doing the same type of race, like what we typically do for the main tourneys. Like it, 
it sort of gets on you after a while. You, you sort of get tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. So I sure. think League gives you a good variety. Um, I, I should say the older tournaments were doing that anyway. Uh, and then I like having teammates that I can practice with. It's like, here's a group of people like I used to, because I honestly, I don't have the time for that as much anymore. So right. being in the League and having a group of people to say, hey, let's meet, you know, every other day or something and do some practice races like it rekindles that for me. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I like having teammates. I like watching their races. Uh, when I'm not participating, I sit in a chat and, you know, I get to root them on and that sort of thing. So there's just a yeah. lot about it um, that, yeah, I just love. And it's the sort of thing I like to do way back when I first did the the main tournaments. Uh, when I had more time, I was actually also doing commentary. And I love mm -hmm. doing the commentary. I miss doing the commentary. And if I had more time, I would probably try to do it again. Uh, and yeah, I get a little bit of that back with the league, I think. Yeah. And, you know, being able to, I, I get the whole like the camaraderie thing. And it, it's cool to hear like how it, it rekindles that, uh, that old feeling for you of like, you know, the old days, so to speak, of like playing with your friend group. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it, it's like everybody has something they really like about league. And I don't know, it's something, this sounds bad because I, you know, I'm part of the team that runs it now, but like it, it, league for some reason, everybody loves it beyond what I feel like they should. <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, it's like, it's just this fun little tournament to play with your friends and everybody's like, I love this. You know, fear obviously came up with the idea and we just keep, you Look, know, you guys do a really good job running it. Let, let, let's be honest here. A lot of it is, I think it's run very smoothly. Um, you know, you have you have the the website and all the resources for that. Um, yeah. And, and, and then again, it has the friends and the, the group play and that sort of thing. Right. So there's a good combination of it. It just well, works out really well. The smoothness. There's a reason why there's a think Sigma emote, um, because at this point, like everything's automated. Yeah, everything's automated because of him. Uh, with the, you know the website stuff, I know fear does the graphical stuff for us still like with the layouts, but like all the automation, all the discord automation with the bots. So you guys have private threads to do scheduling and you don't have to deal with like, you know, people jumping in your thread, being funny and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's basically it's the gold him. standard of how to run a tournament, like right there. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. The, the automation just makes it. Cause then you don't have to worry about as an admin, like, well, did these two people make a thread to try and schedule their race or, you know, stuff like that. So, yep. Yep. Um, it, 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 it's, it's great in my opinion, but I, like I said, I am glad to see you guys back. I, I thought like, you know, you guys won and it's like, all right, we're out of here. We got, we, we won. Uh, and then, you know, I know a lot of people last year, I heard that Fendrana wanted to come back last year, but then the modes were all terrible. Uh, <laughs> but, well, that was megawatt. So, so blame megawatt. Uh, okay. <laughs> I would have been in like you, you asked me, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Um, I think the only year, year I really couldn't, is the fourth uh, season because I think that was when my my daughter was born. So mm -hmm. the first year, absolutely not. But since then, yeah, I'm in no matter what. Um, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, it'll be good to see hopefully Fendrana coming back. You know, next season, uh, assuming we have a next season, which I, I think we are. Uh, <laughs> at this right, point, you heard it here, we, we, announced here. We, we better. Stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, we're stuck with it. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess now, like, how do you how do you associate with Rando? Because I know you used to be every last tournament and then, you know, I'm assuming life changed a little bit for you. You mentioned you had a daughter, but, yeah. you know, how, how do you associate with it now as far as like, 
you know, time management I, or, or rather like time commitment and then deciding which tournaments you want to enter since there's so many of them. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, at this point in my life, I can only focus on the main tourneys and uh, the league. I mm-hmm. also the SG Life. Uh, I wasn't able to do that this year, but I'm hoping to go next year as well. So okay. th- those are sort of I, I would see that like as a one off um, and actually going like physically in person and doing a quick tournament there. I love SG Live, so I, d- I definitely want to do that next year. Yeah, you but, were you were at 2019, right? Yeah, I was I was at the first okay. the first two. So I was at the first one and the one after. And then unfortunately, again, because my daughter was born, I wasn't able to to go. So, right. Uh, yeah. It was a little bit rough, but yeah, so I have to focus on that. I, I really I mean, I miss playing as much rando as I used to. Uh, again, it, it goes back to how much time do I actually have? Um, same thing with like the PC gaming. Like I only have so much time now. Uh, so unfortunately, right. I choose playing new games sometimes over like practicing like for a while when I first started rando and when I was first participating in the tournaments, uh, I was also running NMG and trying to to get better in general at the execution and playing the game and it's i I don't have time for that anymore um i've thought about like maybe trying to improve my time because i think in general i'm a better player than i used to be when i was first running nmg but even still i'm not i don't have time to grind anything like that out so it's just sort of sad and same thing with the commentary like i wish i could do more commentary i miss that but i think i definitely burned myself out in that one year when i was in the plando tournament uh league the main tournaments like I definitely like I'm like I'm oversaturated with rando like I need to take a break and I never really fully took a break because I was uh, every time there's a main tournament I want to be a part of it but like megawatt tried to talk me into doing some of the ladder races and I love the concept uh, and it seems like it's a little bit more um, I guess I don't want to say casual but it's easier to get into Uh, right there's a low barrier of entry and like time commitment it's just can I do this race yes or no and then sign up yeah, exactly. So like I was I was thinking about doing that, but uh, I don't know, may, maybe next league or sorry, ladder. Um, I could participate in that. But, you know, I, I, I wish I could do a little bit more. Um, I, I like to stick to the main tournaments, but at the same time, like I wish I could practice more. And I think I got a little bit of that again with the most recent league since I was able to practice in these modes, not necessarily play them all um, just to practice with my teammates. So. Again, I got a little bit of that feel, but now it's been, I don't know, a couple months since I last played. So it's just sort of like as soon as the as soon as you were kicked out, it's like, okay, take a break, go play other things. Right. And maybe eventually practice again. Gotcha. Um, With League, I I do want to ask this too. like the co-op modes, which which are your favorite? Uh, We've done like several different co-op modes at this point. Uh, and I think you've kind of been a part of most of those. Um, yeah. So do you have a, have one that's like a particular favorite? Um, I think the general co-op, uh, just just the shared information, uh, key sanity that, that we do. I think that's good. Uh, the pilot mode's really interesting. I, I like what that brings to the table, um, but it's also a very difficult mode. I think uh, you, you really have to be on top of everything like the, the the player needs to be on top of the execution and the pilot needs to be on top of planning out that route like it's really hard to win pilot mode yeah um yeah things like like the shared information or animizer i think are interesting um compared to open i sort of regret the you know we we lost uh in in the playoffs i regret that we picked the just standard co-op open mode i think we should have did animizer because i think we would have 
we would have been a little bit more flexible with it. And I think it would have went better. Sure. So I, I sort of regret that we didn't pick the animizer mode. I'm like, oh, they're about the same to me. Let's just do open. And uh, as soon as as soon as we picked it, I'm like, no, I made a mistake. I, sh- I should have had us pick yeah. animizer. Uh, hindsight's always 2020. Well, and yeah. uh, you know, it, it's easier to say that now, like looking back, but we never know how that seed would have went, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, well, I, I, I'm excited to hear that you are trying to come to the next SGL because like, I'm, I'm always an advocate of telling people, Hey, come to SGL because like 2019, the first year that they ever did it, it was great. You know, the, the COVID thing shutting down. But like after that, like it, it, the ones, the last two years have been amazing and it's a great way to just like, hang out and meet people that, you know, you hang out with and interact with online, like all the time. It's so, so good. Definitely one of the best, like I would say conventions that I've been to. So I really want to go next year. Awesome. Uh, well, um, I guess like I, I've got three questions. I always ask people. Um, and this is, uh, you're going to not be in a, you're not going to be an exception of that. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw these at you. Uh, yeah. and then we'll give you the floor for anything else we want to like throw in. But this is uh this is what we do. So what is your most embarrassing moment in randomizer that you're willing to talk about? All right. So I have a race against Vtorp. And we're we're talking this is early on. I think this was when he just started the development of it. Um so it was just a casual race, but it was just me versus him. And I think he had the same goal because at the time I was, you know, participating in, in tournaments. I think it was just right after the first tournament or something like that. Um mm-hmm. and you know, we're just playing for fun. <laughs> So someone in our group taught me how to do uh, I don't know what the name of the trick is, but it's where you can like mirror and drop down into Turtle Rock and onto the (laughs) ledge. And like he just showed me the trick, like, look how easy it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really easy. And this is before I really understood, like, what was legal and what was not. Sure. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm racing against Vtorp and I do that trick. And I think Alu or someone is watching me and he's like, what are you doing? You just cheated. And I'm like, what? What what, what happened? This this is a cheat. And this I was so cheating? embarrassed. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. So so if Vitor, if you ask Vitor when he beat me, uh, that's the only time. And, and okay. Keeper, otherwise, uh, he he uh, he won by default because I cheated. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And <laughs> I remember like the first tournament, something so no, I didn't do that trick. Like I didn't do any of that. But I remember getting stuck when you mirror in desert um, onto the desert mm-hmm. ledge. Like I mirrored in like a weird spot. So I was sort of like hanging like slightly off the ledge and I basically jumped down and I'm like, technically it's out of bounds. But like it's it's only because I mirrored in a weird spot. I, I was so and I think Vitorb actually commentated that race also. But you know, it's it's not, like not a big deal. But at the time, it's like I, before I understood, you know, this is before the cancel and everything. Like, is this legal? Is this not? And I'm like, yeah. I, was, I was so nervous because it was like my first tournament. <laughs> it's like, what do I do? Do I just save and quit? Do I just keep playing? Like, uh, I lost my <laughs> portal, so I can't go back. Yep, it's a oh, good time. That's that's pretty awesome. I every time I've heard of someone doing the TR mirror trick, it's always been malicious. It's never been an actual innocent thing, and I think that is fantastic <laughs> yep <laughs> oh man well thanks for sharing that one um so when you race do you use or when you play do you use uh any of the msu packs and if so do you do you have a favorite one uh i don't uh, I'm, I'm sad to say uh i i like the default like i just like and i'm used to the default link to the past so i don't really use an msu um i will say that i tried out uh cross product i think it was maybe the 
the um, the Guardian Legend sound pack. And that's that was my old Twitch icon. So uh, shout out to that. But yeah, in general, I don't really use any MSUs. All right. Well, um, I'll have to see about Guardian Legend and and check that out. But uh, I always try to find new MSUs for people who who have favorites this way. So uh, uh, I, I get I get the you like. You listen or the, to Cross uh, Products uh, saying all the numbers over and over again. There you go. <laughs> if you can handle that, go for it. Uh, perfect. Perfect. All right. Um, so and this is this is the one that like it always throws people for a loop. But maybe maybe you know what it is. But uh, for you, but if you had to lose all of your gaming memories all time, not just rando, uh, but you're allowed to keep one of them, which one do you keep and why? Wow. So, okay, hold on. I have to ask a question for this. Am I allowed to replay the game then? Because there's certain games where I sort of wish I lose that memory because I want to experience it again. Uh, my go to sure. for that is Chrono Trigger, because my first experience playing through Chrono Trigger was just such an experience for me. And it really like defined like basically my whole life after that. Um, it's how I got into like the whole like I, we were just talking about the Cosmere podcast. I got into fantasy books through Chrono Trigger because I got into RPGs and interesting. Uh, like or like role playing in chat rooms and things like that it was essentially through Chrono Trigger. But if I could like experience that game again, I would love that. Uh, so so that was one that that's basically I, I wouldn't mind losing it if I get to experience it again. Uh, the one that I would keep. Oh, that's that's rough because I have so many. Um, I always tell people like, yeah, you could experience it again, but you know, maybe it doesn't go the same way and like yeah. it doesn't leave an impression like that, you know, something changes like that's that's kind of the risk. You know, it, it's, is, it's always yeah. like a little bit of a fun question to see what people really, you know, what sticks out in their head is something that, you know, was m- very meaningful for them. Yep. Yep. Man, that, that's that's a tough one. Um, I, I'm probably oh, man. Why do you do this to me? Uh, <laughs> It's really hard for me to pick just one. Like I have fond memories of like playing Super Metroid for the first time and experiencing the atmosphere and everything of that game. And I wouldn't really want to lose mm-hmm. that because I, I don't know, like it it did so much or playing through uh, Ocarina of Time for the first time and being blown away at, at the experience and, and the the time graphics of yeah. that. Like, wow. Um, or even like I, I talked about Minecraft before, like even my first playthrough of Minecraft and and what that meant to me and having this completely open sandbox type game and doing. Uh, so so I didn't get into Minecraft until they added the survival elements, because I like that there was something to go for aside from just build something. Um, sure. So like I wouldn't necessarily want to give that up. So uh, I don't know, man, this is a tough question. <laughs> there's a lot there, I mean, there, there's a what's lot cool that is would... like yeah what's cool for i think for you is like there's a lot of like things revolving around gaming that's been very meaningful for you um yeah. and you know it, it's it's interesting here you talk through these and just kind of like you know especially how chrono trigger like paved the way for you to you know there, there's like so many dominoes that kind of fell into place you know yeah. you know getting into the, the the fantasy stuff and then you know potentially finding this friend group and you know, being here on like in rando today, like it, it may have all fell together, at least how I'm seeing it. Yep. Oh man. Well, well, thanks for, thanks for answering all these. And, um, you know, thanks for, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you, uh, you know, telling us all about you. Um, anything you'd like to shout out, uh, before we end things here? 
Okay, there, there's one thing I want to quickly talk about. Uh, okay. You did not bring up the thing I was expecting you to, but I thought okay. you asked me about Jet Seeds. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you didn't. Um, so I, okay. I want to set the record straight on this uh, because, yes, Jet Seeds are because of me, but it's not how you would think. So again, right. it comes back to the to the Rando group, specifically Alu Wild and myself. Um, I was the one who would roll the seeds that would just result in something that we could finish very quickly. And it's like, oh, it's another jet seed. It's it's one where all the progression mm. is just right away, like on your way in the dungeon, something like that. It's a jet seed. And if you actually go to the tavern NPC, the, the guy that's like meditating right. before, and he's like, you have to ask. He says like the speech bubble where it's like you have to ask yourself, is this a jet seed or an alu seed? And at the time for us, an alu seed is a really trolley seed. So it's not very trolley. It's just it has one item that's in this backwards, goofy location that you really don't want to go out of your way to check. So it's something like hammer in the first chest and swamp, because it's like, why would mm -hmm. you ever go to swamp? this is before we have that that new trick now. But before that, it's like, why would you ever want to go to look in one chest to try to find your hammer? So that's an alu seed. So alu seed, essentially, it looks like a jet seed until it's not. And then a jet gotcha. seed is just one with the progression all the way. And it was actually Alu who in commentary, he, he mentioned jet seed. And I don't know, it just took off. And mm -hmm. If I have to have something named after me, I'm sort of glad it's this because <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things. And I'm glad that really fast seeds are just jet seeds. And I've seen it like in other randomizers, too. I'm like, whoa, th this is really cool. Like it's I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's see, what's funny for me is I when I first came into rando and I heard jet seed, I just thought I mean, it was fast like a jet. Yeah. Um, and then I, there was one. I don't remember how long I had been playing, but I remember like. You know, I was playing basically one night casually playing a seed and drink to the past, as people would call it. And I was just talking to all the NPCs like, what do they all say? Like, you know, because I hadn't <laughs> done this yet. Yeah. And like I talked to one of them and I remember having this like realization of is, is the jet seed named after Jet, the player? And like, I just thought that was having too many drinks, like thinking that to an extent. And I, I kind of like thought of it later on. But now that you say it, it's it's a really good wordplay, too. Yeah. Um, so it's named I, after me, but only because I would roll the really fast seats. Amazing. Not because I would necessarily play them. I would just roll them. Perfect. All right. Well, now we know <laughs> the history of Jet Seeds. I think that's that's actually a good note to end on because you've kind of blown my mind a little bit. <laughs> 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 oh man well Jet, thank you so much man i appreciate your time and uh i uh, appreciate you coming on yeah thank you this was fun all right this has been jet on the spoiler log once again a huge thanks to jet for coming on the show did appreciate his time and i hope you guys all enjoyed our time with him coming up in two weeks we have jawsome sauce jawsome sauce and I had a great conversation and I hope you guys are looking forward to that one. We didn't talk about Rando too much, more about just him. And I really like those style conversations. But anyway, something to look forward to. See you guys on Go Mode Podcast in just another week or so. Until then, take care. <laughs>